All right. This week on One More Pass, we talk about the Steelers' first loss of the season. We talk about the dumpster fire that is still the New York Jets. Not the head coach getting fired, but the defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, tanking for Trevor. We talk about Rob's Saints going 2-0 with Taysom Hill. Yeah. We'll see if Rob has bought into Taysom yet or not. And we have a couple pod dammits. I got one back from 2016. So stay tuned for that one. Joey, you ready to go? Yeah, let's go. Rob? Yeah, let's see if we can get this podcast under an hour and a half. Let's do it. Dude, I think we actually did it this week. <laughs> How do you one, know? We haven't done it yet. Oh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> one more pass. Let's go. All right, welcome back to the One More Pass podcast. You can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram, at One More Pass on Twitter. Send us an email. We didn't get one email last week. No, I was, was going to be my first question. Did we get any viewer mail? Yeah, we did not. Uh, one more pass pod at gmail.com. Please drop us a line. Jackson Epley, we're looking at you. Make fun of us. Questions, comments, concerns you have on our podcast. Please let us know. I was kind of disappointed too mm, that we didn't get okay. one single email, but maybe, maybe Santa will bring us one for maybe Christmas. Santa Krampus. Not even we'll any, not even any, uh, like Amazon has a million dollars for us <laughs> for a, a prince and overseas. Wants yeah. To send no, us no, money. yeah, that's, that, that's discouraging. Yeah. And there's no, uh, offshore bank account in the Caymans. We need to, uh, give our social for to, mm-hmm. uh, unlock it and to get our 2.5 million. This week 20 of one more pass. We are in the twenties guys. Joey, how you feeling about that? Wow. We may have more weeks of this podcast than I played shows this year. I kind of don't yeah. want to, I kind of don't want to do the math, but I, it's, it's close. We definitely have more weeks on this podcast than I've played shows. I only played five, five actual shows before the shutdown. Rob, how many did you guys do before the show? Oh no. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You guys had a, a yeah, we Canadian were in, tour. We were in Canada. I think, I think we had done maybe probably less than 10. Yeah. In, beginning of the year. Yeah. In theory, this, this is our full-time job, except we, yep. we don't get paid for it yet. Hopefully one day. When the podcast is over, can I talk to you about my 401k? Yeah. My one more pass 401k. I need to get that set up. We match up to 0%. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rob, uh, were you anywhere with Brad Pace this past week? No, surprisingly not. <laughs> uh, no, was home. Uh, pretty lazy weekend, just kind of hung out and like I was saying to you before we got started, I just, I woke up Saturday morning and I just kind of laid there in bed for like two minutes looking at my ceiling. And I was just like, I'm not doing anything this weekend. Nope. I'm going to cook. I'm going to watch football. And that's pretty much what I did. Yeah. Clean the house a little bit. That's about it. Nice. Joey. Scotty McCreary. Uh, we were off. We were, <laughs> we were home. 20 weeks in, it's actually, it's getting it's tough to think of a witty comment. Yeah, is the it joke, fair the to joke's say? not funny anymore. <laughs> is it sad but, or is it? <laughs> but I will say we are, uh, we're coming to everyone's living rooms on uh, Thursday. Oh we, yeah. We will be on the Today Show. Oh wow, nice. In the, in the 10 a.m. hour. I think that show's always, it's like 14 hours long. Uh, you can finally talk about it now. Yeah, yeah. Super top secret there for a while. Also liked it when you, uh, we filmed it in Nashville, but it'll be, broadcast in New York or on anyway, Thursday, 10 o'clock hour playing Scotty's new single. So there's that my, nice. my mom and, and my relatives, some of them will be excited. We haven't been on TV in a little bit mm-hmm. and it was nice. Wow. Flex. It was nice. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it's just so weird to not be on TV for a year, but Hey man, you get a union check. So, so that's, that's true. Cool. Yeah. And we didn't have to load in at 3 a.m. You know, those, oh, yeah. those, those uh, morning shows in, in New York City are pretty brutal. For some reason, uh, they always fly in the latest flight the night before. And yep. then, of course, you're in New York City. And of course, I mean, like they always, you know, put us up in like a really, like not a nice hotel, but I mean, like I said, typical New York hotel, which is, which is nice. I right. Guess. And then you're just like, yeah, New York. And then you're hungry. You go out to eat. You have some beers. Then you look at your watch and you're just like, oh, it's midnight. And then I have to be up in three hours. Yeah. You're like, well, I can still get three hours. And then after you know, start a show on Netflix to make me fall asleep. I don't fall asleep. Shit. I only have two hours left. Yeah. But I have two, you know, like, so there was none of that. Yeah. We filmed it uh, here in Nashville and that's good. Yeah. How about you? So proud of you, man. You um, guys, uh, <laughs> did you guys have a weekend of shows or did you have a weekend off? No, we had the weekend off again. Okay. Yeah. The stay at home dad train is still rolling on because we don't want to pay uh, 
$1,000 a month for childcare, just in the hopes of me maybe eventually getting COVID, which is not good from a child at daycare or a daycare worker. So yeah, off again. My daughter has enough hair in the back to actually pull up a ponytail now, which is kind of sad because she's growing up. I've been learning how to do hair the past week, which nice. is nice. And you made, Kyle made another round of delicious coffee. Yeah. Made lattes again. Yes. Um, I think that Nespresso machine has paid for itself already in the past week that we've had it because I think I calculated by the amount of coffee drinks I've made from that thing. If I would go to a coffee shop or a Starbucks or well, Starbucks sucks, but you know, they're everywhere. They're consistent. There's that argument, but I think I've honestly already saved probably like 40 or $50. Ooh, yeah. Robin. Yeah. Rob and I've, we've been saving a lot of money since you got it. So yeah, totally. Can we start? I know you always make us one every Tuesday. Can we start maybe doing Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday? Do you guys want to do three three episodes a week? Well, I was just thinking you just put the coffee in the mailbox. We'll just text okay. our mobile order in. Yeah, that's safety, fine. you know? Yeah, we don't have to have a clutch or anything like that. You can just make the coffee. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, because I only live like 15 minutes from here. So I just ding me and I'll come over and get it. True. Yeah. I mean, if it makes you guys happy, I just want my friends to be happy at the end of 2020. Hopefully we can work next year. It's e- easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. But uh, yeah, we've been off and uh, we'll see about 2021. We're almost here. We're almost here, but let's get to the podcast. Let's talk about some sports. Last night, the Steelers first loss this season. They fell to the Washington football team. I still think they should never change their name. I think it's perfect. No. I just honestly think it's the perfect. And name. if they would just refer to themselves as the FTs, I would be even. <laughs> yes. Happier. Yes. The fighting so, FTs. <laughs> old Ron Rivera. God, I missed that guy in uh, North Carolina, but Matt rule's been doing great. I think everyone's just happy with him there. Joey first loss for the Steelers. Do you think they still have what it takes to possibly make the Super Bowl? Or do you think that with their schedule they've had this year, they've kind of had the lightest schedule for a one loss team in past memory? What do you think? I think it's a little bit of both. They have the bills on, I think it's on Monday night or on Sunday night. So their schedule does not get easy from here on out. I think they were, you know, anytime anyone is undefeated, it's tough to say, well, they're not as good as it seems until they get their first loss. And I think it's immediately like, oh, see, you know, they, you, you start finding the holes in their, in their team. I still like them to go to the Super Bowl, or um, let, me, let me preface it. I still like the AFC Championship game to be the Chiefs and the Steelers. I think the Ravens, their issues are being exposed. The Browns look pretty strong. But as far as the Steelers go, they still have so much talent. Their injuries, they lost Bush earlier. And I'm, who's the other linebacker they lost to uh, ACL? This last week, I'm blanking on his name. They've, they've had some tough injuries there. They still have a lot of, they have so many great receivers. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of weapons on offense. And I'm also of the belief back when Denver was 13 and 0 in 1998, a <laughs> lifetime ago. Feels like 98. Kyle was probably negative four at that point. Uh, I was, I was 10. No, I was born in 87. So I was 11. Okay. That makes me feel a little better. Yeah. They went on the road. That's when they had Terrell Davis and it was always last year. They ended up winning the Super Bowl. They were 13 and 0 and they went on the road and they lost to the Giants. Not a very good Giants team. And I bring that up to say that I, I do think that that loss can be good for the Steelers down the road. Kind of help them to, to refocus thing. Tom is a great coach. They've got a lot of good players and I think they'll rebound. I think they'll be, I, I, they would still be my pick to be in the AFC championship game. For sure. Yeah, because I think just having that one loss definitely takes the pressure off them. Uh, like if they were to go undefeated into the playoffs, I think that's the extra weight on the back going forward. Rob, what do you think about the Steelers? It was definitely a, uh, that game was definitely kind of a tale of two teams. Cause like the first half they were, even though it was a defensive scr- struggle towards the end of the half, you know, they scored again and you, you kind of felt like, all right, this is a team that found its groove, you know, cause I've, I've had Roethlisberger on my fantasy team all year. And it just seems like it takes him a quarter, sometimes a half to get rolling. Cause he does have great receivers. Connor's out. I don't know when he's supposed to get back, but Snead's been doing a good job. I just think Washington's got a, you know, Washington might be one of the better sub 500 teams. They've got a really good, that front four, man, is just brutal. They're really, really good. Um, I, I didn't think Pittsburgh was going to go undefeated. They've been kind of whistling past the graveyard for a couple of weeks that game last week against Baltimore, they easily could have lost. I think, I mean, it got away from the Ravens in the fourth quarter, but they looked bad. They didn't really look like a championship caliber team. So I don't know. I mean, I, you know, TJ Watts playing great. He's tied for the most sacks in the league with Donald, you know, I mean, they've got, 
they've got a lot of great stuff going for them. I think the main, the linchpin of that team right now is Roethlisberger. I think he's, he's still able to throw. You actually saw a couple times last night where he was able to scramble and make some plays kind of like the old, the Ben, you know, the, the Ben of old, um, porn Ben, porn Ben. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think, I, you know, you see a lot of the memes come out yesterday. I, I you know, I kind of, that stuff's funny and good water cooler talk, but I mean, I think they're still a very, very good team. Yeah. They have some chinks in the armor, but you know, it's December football now. It's like, we all know everybody's gearing down into a whole different level. So, you know, we'll see. I, I, I don't, I don't think they're like the worst, you know, 11 and one team I've ever seen. You know, I mean, they kind of remind me a little bit of the, the 2000 uh, Ravens where they were just kind of defensively just beating the crap out of everybody when Dilfer was a quarterback. So I don't know. They don't, I don't, I don't fear them. Like if I was Kansas city fan or, or, a, or a Titans fan, I don't know that. Well, maybe not a Titans fan, but we can talk about them later. I don't know if I'd really be scared of having to meet them in the playoffs, but they definitely pose a lot of, you know, issues. Cause I definitely think if you are Kansas city and you're looking at them to be your opponent for that championship game in the AFC. Yeah. I, I honestly don't think that you would be one bit scared uh, going against them. Joey, uh, you were talking about the Bills playing the Steelers, what, next week? Yes. Yeah, watching the Bills 49ers game last night, I'm really sorry to sidetrack from this, but I just thought this was really interesting. Did y'all happen to see that stat about Kyle Shanahan since 2017? If the 49ers were losing by seven or more points in the uh, going into the fourth quarter, he was like 0-24 or something. Wow. No, I didn't see that. Right? Wow. Wow. I, I mean, like I swore I saw that and I was just like, wait, hold on. What? So... Not, not a great ability to adjust right. on the fly there. Because he's a, I mean, he's an offensive genius, but I mean, that would make sense if you look at the, the Falcons Super Bowl right. I and mean, what happened there. The Bills, I'm always a fan. I've been a fan of the Bills for a long time. I, I'm not sure outside of Detroit, trying to think of another fan base that probably deserves a Super Bowl. I think the Bills more because of getting there and losing four years in a row. But Sean McDermott, man, he's done such a great he job really with has. that team. I, I love the way, I love watching them play. I love how hard they play. I love watching Josh Allen. Man, he made some unbelievable throws. He it's played actually, a pretty seamless game last yeah, night. It's very bittersweet for me because Denver had a shot to take him. And him being from Wyoming, a lot of Colorado folks were like, they really wanted him. And, uh, but man, he made some, that, that, that's just a, that's a good football team. I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do in the playoffs. And they really should be, I think they're nine and three now. They really should be 10 and two or could be outside of the, the Cardinals with the Hail Mary there at the end of the game. Yeah. With some pretty damn impressive wins. I mean, they put it to the Seahawks, which that's another story about what the Seahawks are right now. But yeah, they're a good team. It, it's going to be fun to see what they do in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's move on to the New York Jets. And the news coming out of there was a uh, defensive coordinator, Greg Williams getting fired this past week after the, the atrocious defensive scheme from that Harold Mary. Rob, how do you explain that? The, the statistical probability of that kind of coverage working at situation, that's why you always see three guys rushing and they drop eight. You know, yeah. you'll have, you know, like we were talking about earlier, you'll have like three or four guys at the goal line, you know, because they were inside the 50. And Derek Carr has got a good arm, you know. Obviously, he threw a touchdown to Henry Ruggs and then won the game. I, I You know, I, again, I don't like to be conspiratorial, but just knowing Greg Williams, we yeah. all know his past his temperament, his demeanor, his philosophy on things. I kind of felt like he knew he just like gays, they probably see the writing on the wall. He's just like, screw it. Why not? Let's yeah. blitz the freak out of him. Let's see if he can, you know, see if we can get, knock the ball out of his hands and, and, and take a win. But man, that just backfired horribly. Rugs put a nice dip on that, that I can't remember who the cornerback was and just got enough space and he put it in the right place. It was beautiful. Yeah. It couldn't have happened. That that play doesn't happen if you have three DBs back there waiting on rugs. It doesn't. Yeah, because I mean, like obviously everybody is completely dumbfounded by that decision to do that. But Joey, do you think that the Jets like actually tried to lose that game on purpose? Don't think that they did, but it's the closest I've ever come to thinking that a team actually did that. Yeah. Only because to Rob's point, it I, I honestly have never seen a team in that situation go into that kind of defense. Well, yeah, because like nobody has, right? Because I mean, like, didn't somebody uh, put a stat out there from, from oh. a Schefter tweet or whatever it yeah. said? Yeah, I mean, like out of all the, just like Harold Mary's to win the game from what the defense was doing, it was just like, yeah, we've never seen this formation before. I wonder yeah. I wonder if they had that. He picked up the phone. It's like, I know a guy that would probably know this. And like within five minutes, they yeah. had that. Like, 
I think there's somebody out there that that is such a rain man, you know, <laughs> researching that, those that looks stats. at football like yeah. like Cipher looked at the at the <laughs> at the Matrix in, yeah. in the movie The Matrix. Like he probably like, oh yeah, wait a minute, yeah, here's yeah. the, you know, there's some guy out there, you know, like I always think of like baseball statisticians, yes. but there's some dude like had that in five minutes, like yeah, crunch the numbers. Yeah, I think if you are if you're a diehard Jets fan, which I guess if there's any left and you got to shout out to those that are sticking. I mean, imagine that being your team. You think you're, you're getting your first win. You're, you're beating a, you know, pretty decent football team, possible wildcard football team. And then you see that happen. If there was ever a play that could make someone believe in the conspiracy that teams uh, can tank tanking for Trevor, it would be that play. But I do agree with Rob. I think it's Greg Williams just being the asshole that he is and yeah. literally just saying, I don't care. Yeah, I don't think it was, let's let's tank for Trevor. It was just like, can we just get this game and this month over with? And Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only so weird thing, <laughs> the weird thing to me on that, and, I, and it would be interesting, I said before we started the pod, I, I wish we could have heard like the communication between Gase and Williams, specifically after the game. Because I wonder if when Gase either saw, I, I don't, I can't remember if they had any timeouts left, but when Gase saw them go into that formation, like how did he either not get stopped or did Williams say, this is what we're going to run? Does Gase not even care? Yeah. You know, just because it's, it's so, even the commentators, when, when they went into the play, they're like, wow, they're, wow, it looks like they're, they're coming after. It just, it doesn't make any sense at all on even any if the, football even level. If they, and even if they win that game, I'm still wondering why he's still head coach. Like, yeah. you know, I just don't, get it. Like we know it's coming. If it doesn't, it would be a huge surprise. I think we can all agree on that, but it's like, why is he still coaching? Yeah. Because like, I wonder uh, how much his, uh, I guess it's not a buyout because he's not getting bought out to, to coach somewhere else, but I'm kind of wondering how much his, his fee is if they let him go before the end of his contract. I bet you they dropped that, uh, <laughs> I bet you they dropped the divisional non-compete clause. There. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and yeah, go back yeah. to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we don't mind. We don't mind. <laughs> yeah, because you guys were talking about you wanted to see the interaction between Gase and Williams about that play call just whenever he came in. I mean, like, what about like the defensive back that has, you know, I mean, like the radio helmet on that like gives the play out to everybody else? I want to know what he was thinking during that time, just whenever they called in that formation. And I'm sure he was probably just like, what the fuck? Wait, yeah. wait really? Because I mean, obviously they know, but yeah, because I think the writing's at the wall that Gase is not going to get fired until the end of the season at this point. Because what there's because what there's only four games left, so I think they are just just like unintentionally tanking for Trevor, which at which at this point I kind of feel bad for Trevor Lawrence because Sam Darnold will probably get traded to a team he'll be much happier at because I feel like those people can't pass up on Trevor because he's been hyped up too much to yeah. to pass on that. I just I want to see him in a Jacksonville uniform so bad, Trevor just Lawrence. Think, yeah, <laughs> I just think it's meant to be. For some reason, it just he's got Florida with the hair flip. He's oh got, yeah, he's got that written it's, all over. It's, him. I, you know, if somehow the gods can somehow the football gods can make this conspire to make that happen, I just want to see him. It just <laughs> it would almost look like a movie about football with him oh. with that uniform on. So let's also move on to uh, Rob's New Orleans Saints. Taysom Hill going 2-0 and in his first two legit starts this season for the Saints. And two is an important number because that's the, town, the amount of times that he fumbled in the game. <laughs> <laughs> but they still won. So yeah, he, so it's also the out. number of times he has swore in his life. Probably, yeah, yeah if that. that. Maybe. Oh, that's right. He's Mormon, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Rob, are you going to buy into Taysom Hill fully yet? Uh, no. And here's why. And again, I will preface my argument against him, not because I have any personal feelings about the guy. I'm sure he's a great dude and he is a great athlete. I just like, he's doing exactly what Peyton is asking him to do. He's controlling the game. Although he did, you know, he had got his first passing touchdown. He threw the ball around quite a bit. I, a side note. Did you guys watch the game at all? Did you watch I, I flipped back and forth. I saw Calvin some. Ridley is a freak. That dude is getting, I knew he was going to be a great receiver, but he made some catches and, and, and to Ryan's credit made some really good throws, but Calvin Ridley made some exceptionally like, like circus level catches in that game. So hats off to him. He's, where, he's did, a, where did he play college at? Alabama. Oh, that's God. He did. Yeah. There's Alabama. It's a, yeah. That's not surprising. He was, he was on the field with, with Amari Cooper. They were, that's they right. Were, they were that that's right. terrifying receiving court. and rugs and Judy. I mean, they're, yeah, that yeah, wow. every year they reload. It's annoying, but, but, <laughs> but yeah, but also 
what came to fore was the things that I am most critical about him is him trying to do too much. He had, he had that one good run. I think he ran for like 30 yards, but the one run where he was scooting down the, the, uh, the sideline and I can't remember who tackled him, the DB or safety came up on him and they just, you know, the way he holds the ball, what, what is it with those guys that are just, we've talked about this before, the guys that are just like kind of yoked mm-hmm. when they hold the ball, they're just, you know, they're just so susceptible to, to fumbling. So, and then the, and that one was frustrating because they could have gone up, I think by three scores at that point. But when they got the ball back towards the end of the game and he fumbled the ball out of bounds, stopping the clock. Great. As he was running out of bounds, yeah. you could see where he was angling. It's like, no, get see it's, it's those moments like where you have, you don't have the experience to think in those, those microseconds of like, okay, I need to just not worry about getting three extra yards and just get my ass on the ground because the clock is our, the other team we're playing, you know, we need to get, we need to get past, you know, these next a hundred, you know, hundred seconds and, and go home Yeah, <laughs> with the win. <laughs> it's things like that, that just, it's like, that's why he's not a legitimate quarterback. Cause I think those are learned. Those instincts are learned, but they're also the better quarterbacks. It's just that you just, the way they see the field, you know, your Mannings, your Brady's, your Breeze's, your Joe Montana's. And I just don't think he has that. His instinct is to just be this Swiss Army knife. I'm going to win the game. I'm going to get those four yards. So, and isn't uh, I thought I heard on the broadcast is Breeze is getting closer to coming back, isn't he? Yeah. Have they put any kind of ETA or timetable on? I've read different articles. I kind of I don't want him to rush him back. I mean, they've got they've got Philly this week, and which is at this point, I mean, even as bad as they are, I don't I don't take any team, especially in December. I'm not taking any team for, for granted. I, 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 I would like to see him back for the Kansas city game in two weeks. But. So, so would the league. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, your football team is good when for the second year in a row, your backup comes in and you're undefeated yeah. with the backup, which is still, I was thinking about thing. that too. Day, like, yeah. That sucks. Like Teddy Bridgewater last year as a backup in four games, uh, matched the Broncos win total this year so far. So that's, and I, and I've got really Flummox and I had after they read the stat last night on the San Francisco Bills game, uh, the, the the Saints defense has been playing great. They've had a few you know injuries here and there, but they've been playing really great. They're pretty. They feel like they're pretty deep this year, so they're able to kind of at least with the teams they've been playing. But but the penalties, it, it's just like every freaking week. I'm just like, can we? It's it just seemed like they're the most penalized team until I hear the stat last night that Buffalo actually is. And I'm like, how can that be possible? I feel like there was a, of course, there were a lot of flags in that game. And there were a lot of flags in the Pittsburgh-Washington game too early on. It just feels like every freaking play, there's a penalty with the Saints backfield. And it just, that's been driving me crazy. They can't, that can't be a pattern going forward. They're not going to be able to, you know, when they play, shoot, they've got, cousins in a couple of weeks and Minnesota's playing great. You know, they're surging right now. So and Cousin, they got Mahomes. Cousins gonna ask him if they vike. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not really buying Taysom. Uh I like the dude. I think he's he can be really fun to watch. Yeah. Obviously he's a he's a little Swiss Army knife dude, but I just want Breeze back so bad. Especially like while the defense is playing so well and everybody seems to be healthy. Let's yeah, let's just kind of put the Taysom Hill era behind us. Joey, do you have any thoughts on your Broncos and the uh, game they had against the Chiefs? Uh, Keep it short. Well, <laughs> I I had to put my money where my mouth is. I kept saying, I just want a close game. I want a close yeah. game. I'll be satisfied with that. Turns out I lied. I wanted to win. <laughs> um, no, they. It, it, it was a great game. I thought their strategy was perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is how good Mahomes and the, that offense is, is you have to do what the Broncos did. And... They're going to get their yards. I don't think you can stop them from their chunk plays and getting yards. But then they held them to field goals four times. I mean, the Chiefs scored one touchdown. I can't believe that in Arrowhead, they held them to one touchdown. They still didn't win. To me, for the rest of the Broncos years, last couple weeks, and and now the rest of the season is figuring out if Drew Locke is the guy or not. Yeah. His game on Sunday night was right down the middle. (laughs) I feel like it didn't. His, His, he threw that great, uh, sideline route to Fant. They got that big gain. And then instead of throwing the ball away, the very next play, he throws a pick. And you guys probably heard me screaming <laughs> from my home. And then he throws two touchdowns. And then it's like, he's just so 50, 50. Um, the thought of going into another off season of, is he, is he the guy? Do we give him one more year? That, that's the toughest place to be at 
for any team with a quarterback. Uh, do you think he's Nick Foles level wishy-washy yet? Pretty close, but minus the Super Bowl. Like, I <laughs> wish we had, wish you had a Super Bowl. I wish we had that, yeah. yeah. But overall, I mean, with as many injuries as Denver has, you know, no Von Miller, no Jarrell Case, they have no one on their defensive line. I mean, they they played their asses They played off, great man. considering that, that, those guys are gone. That, that was a... It was a really great game. It was nice to see a competitive game. Denver had a chance at the end. Last thing I'll say, Vic Fangio at the 50, six minutes left, you're down three and it's fourth and three. How, how, do, you, how do you not go there? Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to make the playoffs. You're playing possibly the greatest quarterback of the last, you know, possibly our generation. So, I mean, he's such a freak. Because what, this is his third year in Mahomes? I think, it's his, I think it's his fourth. Fourth, yeah. okay. Um, but he's just—you're you're not going to stop him. He's still so young. Yeah, I just think. Oh yeah, he just came out of college, which which I guess in theory he still did. So it it was a that that was pretty frustrating. Even though Denver had a chance at the end of the game with a minute and no timeouts left, I was kind of hoping Elway would come down for that last drive out of the stands. <laughs> now that he's over his COVID, and did you guys see him walking on the field in pregame? <laughs> Elway. I mean, those dudes, especially the the Montanas, the Elways, those 60s, 70s, 80s quarterbacks, maybe even 90s, everybody pays a price physically, but those guys, I mean, Elway looks like he can hardly, Yeah, he just has such a big limp and everything. Uh, dude, I hate to break it to you, but watching the Broncos pregame show is the last thing that I want to do on a Sunday. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I'll, I'll, I, I recorded it. You guys can come over. Oh, and oh, oh cool. sweet. Can you send it to us? Watch. Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, Rob, since the Broncos had a great game plan for Mahomes and the Chiefs, I think if, if the Saints kind of copy that format, I think the Saints may come out on top of that game. I think that's definitely a winnable game. They just, you know, he loves he loves to, uh, you know, we've seen him roll out of the pocket and makes plays and stuff. I mean, it, that's where I think what I was complaining about earlier about the penalties, that's where he's going to get that team on their heels a bit because, you know, we've seen, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just me. It seems like there's been a lot of picked up flags and questionable PI calls and a lot of OPI calls. There's been some kind of weird officiating this year. I, yeah, I think, you know, he could definitely get you in a lot of trouble in that respect, singing yeah. balls down the field and, and, you know, coming out of the pocket. It'll be a fun game. I hope Drew's back for it. I think that would be a, a really great head to head. Do you think Drew's going to wear like a big armor thing around his ribs? Just so oh, he, he probably will. Again? Who was it? Was it, who was the, was it Steve? Was it, uh, who was the quarterback that wore the huge? Oh, like the flak jacket? Yeah. Who was the flak jacket guy? What, did uh, Steve Young wear one? I want to say Steve Young. It was yeah. Steve Young, but there was another guy maybe before him. There was somebody, I remember when they first kind of came out with him that had, it just looked like, you know. It looked like they had a bulletproof vest yeah. on under there. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see that, that matchup, but you know, don't, let's not rush the guy back. Yeah. We've, I mean, we're going to the play. The Saints are going to the playoffs. It would be nice to have the number one seed and, you know, have a, have a week off and yeah, let's, let's not. Gosh, I'm like more, sometimes like if I'm sick and I cough too much, my ribs hurt. I can't imagine getting crushed by a 300 pound lineman. Yeah. With 11, after getting 11 broken ribs. 11 fractures in your ribs. Yeah. I cleaned the gutters out uh, on my house last weekend and my ribs were pretty sore <laughs> when I woke up Sunday morning. So it's probably, it's kind of the equivalent of having your yeah, I think so. a helmet slammed into did your- Did you fall off the house or did you just- <laughs> I, I didn't. Just, just, just the muscles of- you know, you need to get, of that were used. You need to get you a leaf blower, brood, dude. That'll just. I did. I have one, oh. but there's so much gunk in there from from the the rain, and the, it's easier to all the roof kind of do a combo. There, yeah. Quick side note: speaking to pain in football, there was a play. I think it was in the Bills game where Josh Allen ran, and you know, obviously, a, a, a big defensive play now is people trying to punch, literally punching the ball out. They're, oh, yeah. they're trying to do it. He took a swing and he just hit Josh Allen on the arm, you know, a 350 pound defensive lineman. How much would that freaking hurt? Oh yeah. So it's not enough that you're getting slammed to the ground, but then you have a guy flying in and it's hard. I mean, as hard as they can, either punching or just coming down and just, I mean, that would snap my forearm in half. Yeah. Cause that's how I feel like, just like imagining you know, being like in a batter's box and taking like a hundred mile an hour fastball just to like the forearm or to yeah. like the, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. imagine that. So let's quickly move on to our NFL roundup. Let's uh, do this quickly. Joey, just any thoughts about any other games this past week? Oh no. Let's start with Titans and Browns. What do you think about the Titans and or Browns? Because I can't figure out any team. I think the Browns are, I think Baker's starting to hit his stride. They have a lot of talent on that team. 
I did hear an interesting take on sports radio yesterday. Somebody was saying he thinks they're better without OBJ on offense just because of the, maybe he's not complaining about getting the ball enough. So I thought that was super interesting. The Titans, Titans pass defense is so bad. They cannot, I, they cannot get to a quarterback to yeah, save their life. And their pass rush. And now yeah. um, is Clowney out for the year? I, I know they moved him to IR. Which Yeah, which, that's, that's the last I heard. I'm not, I'm not sure what his status is. I mean, is. what a, between he and Beasley, what a bust. And maybe next week we can talk about that with our special guest we have coming on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, do that. yeah, that would be awesome. Stay tuned. Yeah, God, I, hate but I, I, that. I can't. Uh, I can't figure the Titans out. I mean, they they came back and made it interesting at the end. They've got a uh, a lot of a lot of talent on offense, um, but also Henry. I, I feel like Henry has these games. I, I I don't. I mean, here's a question for you guys on that. What is the key to getting Henry going? You know, is it did he not get going because they were so far behind they had to throw more? They couldn't. Give I think him, so. Give yeah, him, it just that seemed, game got out of hand. Pretty, it was I mean, quick. It was, yeah, it was seventeen to seven. It was first quarter, right? In the, well, I think they finally didn't they score. I think in this anyway. Yeah, it got. I mean, what was it was thirty eight to seven. Thirty eight to seven at, at halftime. Half yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and honestly, it could have been. It should have been forty two. I mean, they should yeah. have had six touchdowns. Yeah. It was. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, because whenever we were, uh, we were watching that game, I just remember like walking away, c- coming back, and being like, "Wait, wait, hold on, what?" Like the Browns are just absolutely killing us. Plus, like even my wife said, I'm like. I mean, like the Titans are losing to the Browns and she doesn't really know a whole lot about football anyway. And it was just because I think they did a good job on shutting Henry down to begin with. And then just taking those, what, well, no, like they scored on their first, like what, five drives or like they, yeah. they punt it. No, well, no, no. Cause no, cause like they didn't punt at all in the first half. Did yeah. They? And they were scoring easily. I yeah. mean, dudes were wide open. It, it, it wasn't these well contested I mean, they were doing whatever they wanted in that first half. It looked like the Baker Mayfield, Oklahoma highlight reel. Yeah. That's what it looked like. I mean, he was just. Plus side note, uh, watching those progressive commercials now when Baker actually is playing well, I actually don't mind them as much. I I think they're pretty funny. (laughs) They're kind of funny. I I didn't mind them before. I just. The turkey and the deep fryer. Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. And when he, uh, he has the groceries on his, like, I can't feel my fingers. (laughs) He's trying to get the keys. Yeah. Yeah. Then like every time his wife or get something in the house. He, uh, he has to go back through the metal detectors and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all have any other thoughts about any of the games you guys saw? I just, yeah, the Titans are, they're kind of doing the opposite of what they did last year. They're, they're just kind of going the other direction and it's a, it's a, it's a number of things. It's injuries, you know, Dory Jackson, they could have used him. He was obviously out. Yeah. They just, um, they don't look good and they're, you know, it's weird. Cause like they came, granted they beat the Colts who were without, Buckner and a, I think like six or seven other dudes that were starting on, on that side of the team for the Colts. That was like the revenge game because the Colts beat him previously. So yeah, they, they probably have to that anyway. Prior to that, so I, I don't know, man. It just it just feels like it feels just feels like deja vu with this team. Like they they're either you know I remember watching those Jeff Fisher teams with you know with McNair and and Eddie George and Wycheck and Javon Curse and like there was like just this consistency. And, and granted, you know, Jeff Fisher's not the greatest coach in the world. And there's a lot of debate about his, <laughs> his skills and his legacy, but, but like, it just seems like as soon as he left the whole philosophy of how that team is managed from the top down, it's just never been consistent. There's just some, there's just like, they just cannot get it rolling. Yeah. I don't know what it is. We, I guess we could talk about that with our special guest, uh, John Elway next week. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just, you know, it was entertaining just because it was fun to see the Browns win, you know? Yeah. Um, that and, and, and by the way, that was the only, that was one of two games that had winning teams last weekend. Really? A winning team matchup. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Cards and Rams were the only other team that had two winning record teams playing each other. And it was a pre- I was kind of afraid. It's like, man, this is going to be a dull weekend, but it was pretty great. It was yeah. Really yeah. good football. It was. The well, Vikings uh, Panthers game was great. I mean, uh, Vikings, uh, yeah, it was Panthers. No, it was a Jags. I, I mean, Jags, Jags came back to I'd always take it to overtime. Jags and Panthers confused because they came. But you just offended Kyle. Yes, yeah, that comparison there. The Janthers. The Janthers. Um, uh, they're both cats. Yeah, and they came <laughs> in the league the same year. So yeah, they did. What the hell is going on with the Cardinals? I have no idea. Like they have. I remember when Kyler Murray got hit and landed on his shoulder a few weeks ago, and one of the commentators was like, "He, he just doesn't look the same. He doesn't look the same since then." DeAndre Hopkins, I know this because I have him in fantasy. He can't get it going. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would, I would guess that part of that is uh, Larry Fitzgerald being out because of COVID. And so they're probably double teaming Hopkins more. But yeah, boy, they, I was pretty high on the Cardinals and they have, 
what do they drop three in a row? I think they're down I to think, six I and think six. It's three in a row, yeah. And and just looking looking pretty bad doing it. That's that w- that was one of my takeaways this weekend. I, I they are not they're not the team I thought they were. Joey, do you want to quickly comment on the Seahawks game? <laughs> that got me through quickly last weekend. <laughs> yeah. That just made me very happy. Not that, uh, you know, not that it's understandable to lose to the New York Giants quarterback by the powerhouse known as Colt McCoy at home. That was, uh, that was pretty, pretty fun to watch. I guess letting Russ cook on his MVP, uh, on his road to the MVP, maybe wasn't such a good strategy. Who's our, who's our real quick, who's our MVP? Who, who, do, you, who do you guys oh, think? Good question. Who's, your, who's your like top three candidates? Cause I'm thinking, you know, even though Mahomes didn't have like a really MVP game, I mean, you gotta, you gotta think him, he and Deshaun Watson, I think lead, I can't remember who's number three, Jared Allen. I mean, Jared Allen, Josh Allen, <laughs> Jared, <laughs> Josh Allen, Jared Goff, the mullet running back. I mean, Henry's been, you know, great. I mean, he won't get 2000 yards this year, but if he has a good rest of the season, he's definitely in the, the conversation. Uh, I, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, maybe. I mean, the last time a running back won it. Do you guys know when the last time running back won MVP? That's a good question. I looked this up the other day. Was it Marshall Falk? No. After that. Barry Sanders? No. Way after that. Terrell Davis? No. Who around? It was uh, Adrian Peterson. Ah. 2012. Oh. And the last, the next latest, uh, earliest running back to win it was 2007 was LaDainian Tomlinson. Wow. So in the last 20 years... Had two running backs win it. Doesn't happen very often. Doesn't I, happen very often. I'd have to say, I think Mahomes is still my front runner. Yeah. Um, I think Rodgers should be. Yeah, yeah Rodgers should be up there. Yeah, he's those got that Rodgers right. He's <laughs> making it happen. See those commercials all the damn time. And maybe we can talk about some more Titans stuff with our special guest next week. We have Willie Donick coming on, Nashville sports radio icon legend, the voice of the Nashville Predators. He will be with us next week, and we are very excited about that. Pod damn it. Pod damn it. Pod damn it. All right, and we're back for Pod Damn It. And uh, Joey, I think you have a good one for this week. Would you mind kicking this off for us? Uh, Mr. Chris Collinsworth, <laughs> I, I believe this is the second time this season that you've made my Pod Damn It. I get it that you're impressed with the way Mahomes plays. I think it's safe to say that we all are, but you're also a broadcaster and you need to be able to show, you need to calm down your love affair with Patrick Mahomes. Unbiased. Opinions, unbiased opinions. He did make some incredible throws, but every time he does something to hear Collinsworth, oh, oh, you just, I mean, what do you do? It's, it's not even fair. I'll tell you what you do. You just, you just call the game. You just be a professional broadcaster and you do your love affair obsession with Patrick Mahomes. Wait till the game's over. It's just nauseating. That poured on top of a painful Broncos loss was like Collinsworth just just pouring salt into Mahomes lookalike salt shaker on my <laughs> open wound. It just drives me freaking crazy. Everybody knows how talented he is. Talented he is. Just shut the hell up and call the game. I do not want Collinsworth's love affair and obsession with quarterbacks to be my pod damn it one more time this year. It's already been twice <laughs> against the Chiefs and the Seahawks, which are two of my least favorite teams. You have four weeks of the regular season yeah. left plus playoffs. <laughs> yeah. So just let it go. Let it go, Chris. Focus on your family. I think you're a happily married man. Put that energy towards your wife and your kids. Let it go. Just shut up. Call the game. Pod damn it. That used to be one of my biggest peeves with Madden. He was such a far of guy and just would not shut up about him. And I loved Pat John Madden. I absolutely adored the guy. Probably the greatest color guy of all time, but he would never shut up about Brett Favre. <laughs> it was just, it bordered on the annoying. And Brett was great. He was fun. He was the gunslinger, but golly. So I echo your pod, damn it. Yeah. Rob, would you like to go next? I will. And it's a very, it's a very short one. And it's one I've been thinking about whether to way to even, even say, because it sounds like one of these, like even having this complaint in this time, unprecedented times, COVID <laughs> I, I just have to get this off my chest because it just, it's so, it's such a stupid complaint, but it's, and it's non-football related. It's non-sports related, but it just absolutely drives me insane. Okay. I have a problem with people that back into parking slots. Dude, but, you too? Yeah. So oh yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 okay. This is parking lot related. The, par, the, the backing in, pulling in argument, I feel like as a podcast on its own, that there's a whole philosophy on either side of that behavior, which I would love to delve into because it fascinates me. I've never been a back end guy. 
So I'm kind of on that side of the argument. My problem is with being in parking lots, especially like grocery stores, Target, the people that don't lack the awareness to, it's a parking lot. And I understand people are going to and from their cars, but the people that just waddle along in the middle of the <laughs> fucking thoroughfare where you're supposed to be driving to find yeah. a parking spot, the people just that walk, whether they have kids or they're alone or with their girlfriend or wife or husband, whatever, it's like, I've seen it more this weekend. I, I, it was driving me crazy because for some reason during this era of weird, you know, pandemic, as well as like the supply chain getting messed up, I've been cooking a lot, finding fresh herbs, you know, whether it be dill or basil or sage or whatever, like it's, it, I have to go to like three or four grocery stores to find what I need. It's very frustrating. But this weekend it's, I felt like it was just all the stars lined up. Like I literally could not, I was like, oh, here's a parking spot. I really want to get it, but I can't get it because this family of fucking turtles are just walking the, in the middle of the, the, I don't know what you call it, the, the thoroughway or whatever, the thoroughfare, and just in the middle of it, not to the sides, but in the middle of it. There are cars, drive, there are people backing out, you know, I understand you don't want to get bumped into, but like, I just think it comes down to awareness. Like whenever I get out of a car, I'm looking like, okay, you know, is anybody backing up? Do I see any red lights? You know, oh, I see a lady get in her car. So maybe you want to go to the other side. You know, but just, that just drives me crazy. Am I nuts? I, I, I see it, maybe I see it more now because I'm kind of paying attention because of the, you know, because I'm at the grocery store, you know, at least once or twice a week now, but God, it just drives me crazy. Just please stay to the either side. Let the cars go through. Just let them go. Rob, I think that you were a lot nicer than I probably would have been just calling them slow turtles walking. Yeah, well, no, because, I definitely because... was parsing my words. Um, <laughs> and sometimes it's just one person like on their phone, which again, it drives me crazy because again, it, it just, it's the same problem I have in airports. You know, it's like, yeah. why I hate flying people that don't know how to travel. They wait to the last minute to get out, put their phones and all stuff away or take their shoes off. It's a, it's the same kind of thing. It just lack the lack of awareness of, of, of what is going on around you. Yeah, because just, I feel like even before the whole virus started, I felt like, uh, like even the TSA pre-check line, uh, just like at the airport, was getting worse and worse with those people because they realized, oh, I fly one time a year. I'm going to get TSA pre-check just yeah. so I can go through. And then it's, yeah, it's those same people who are just like, yeah, you you still need to take like, you know, a watch off that is going to set right. us off. And you know where we're headed. Like you see, right. it's not a mystery. That's what everyone's doing when they get up there. Yeah, we've be all aware. got the same goal. Just be aware. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my big thing. Pod damn it. Just be aware of your surroundings. God, it just, I, you know, and I'm, an, I'm not a patient man. I'm a fast walker. You know, I have, a, I have a lot of issues and I realize that I'm aware of those things. And I try to be, you know, I try to gauge my responses, but man, it just seems like more and more people are just like, do, 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 just fucking taking their time and just, you know, wilding around in the middle of the, of the lane. And it's like, man, come on. Pod damn it. Get out of the way. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely feel that. I think about that all the time as well. My pod damn it is going to be very short as well. Mine is actually going back to 2016. Of course, over this whole pandemic time, I've I've had a lot of time to think and reflect on my life. And I just thought about this one guy that really made me upset when we were actually on the Brad Paisley tour back in 2016. We were playing in Darien Lake, New York at that uh, the music party amphitheater. That, that the one that has like the big white tent? Yeah, yep. it's just, it's awful. Uh, there's nothing around. It's just, oh, we're going to Darien Lake. Oh, here's the theme park. And there they have the local one crew guys, the union hands there. Mm, I miss, I actually miss union hands. You do? Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember we got done with our set and this was when I was with Maddie and Tay. Uh, we got done with our set and they were wheeling my riser off and they were pushing it so fast over all of the cable. Uh, what, uh, Rob, like what do you call them? Like the things that you put the cables under? Oh, the yellow jackets, the cable ramp things. Yeah, yeah uh, the cable ramps. And of course I just kept screaming, hey, you know, put your hands on my drums because that's when I didn't have a, like a stealth rack. You know, I actually had everything on like individual stands. So of course my whole drum set's about to just take a shit off this thing. And they, it was, it was like, there was this dude that was just like pushing so fast. And I just keep screaming at him. Hey, put, you know, put a hand on my drum so it didn't fall off. And like he finally parks it, but then like he whips it around so fast that two of my snare drums fell off of it. And just- So you only had four left. Yeah. yeah but oh, yeah, four left. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So- so of course, like they both fell off. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> they fell off. 
just like, dude, like they almost like just got crushed in the concrete there backstage. And then of course, you know, of course, like I just start flipping out. I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? And like this guy just turns around to me and just says, Hey buddy, shit happens. (laughs) (laughs) And and it just kind of caught me off guard for some reason. Like that was our last gig of that weekend of like, for some reason, like it was just a terrible weekend. Like I can't remember what happened, but like, you know, I just remember being like, (laughs) I just want to get the fuck out of here and just hit the reset button and go home. But like, I just remember just, just being like, like, what did this guy say to me? And then like, and like, I just start motherfucking this guy. And of course, Jeremy, our bass player at the time, you know, oh, like yeah. he had to come over and kind of pull me off because, because you know, like he was just like, yeah, don't mess with the crew guys because they're local. And, and dude, like this guy was like screaming at me. No, that shouldn't be an argument against messing with crew guys. Well, right. It's their fucking job. And I'm, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, say I, miss, I say I miss stagehands. I miss yelling at them. That's why I miss them. Right. So of course, like while I'm like motherfucking this guy, this guy's screaming to me, oh, dude, dude, like we had like fucking like Nelly's crew. No, oh no. Um, no, me. Oh yeah, dude, last night, dude, like we're about to fuck up Drake's crew because they were being disrespectful to us. And, but, and I'm just like, first off, no. That, I, mean, that, I mean, that's probably not accurate. But yeah, this guy was like screaming to me. I was screaming to him just because he messed up two of my drums that probably cost like, you know, like 800 bucks altogether. I'm like, and, and you say shit happens to me when I've told you to... You know, just put your hands on stuff, which is your job to not let things fall over on a drum riser if you're pushing stuff off. So yeah, my pod damn it's on that dude from back in 2016 and in Darien Lake, New York. That's a good one. So also um, speaking of your past uh, music career, it could be fun to put up on social media, that sweet little clip. Oh, I will. You you sent Rob and I of, uh, I don't want to call it the wrong things. I don't have a music degree. I say wood blocks. Yeah. Kyle just crushing uh, Slay Ride. Slay Ride. Slay Ride. Other than the xylophone on that song, the Temple Blocks. Well, actually, well, no, like the slapstick obviously is is, is very yeah. important. But uh, yeah, that's that's going to go up on uh, on so Thursday. Kyle, it's a Viber Slap? No, no. It, the slapstick slap. is the one that has oh, the oh, okay, yeah, Viber yeah, okay. Slap. Is Sorry, that. yeah, the slapstick. See, even I knew that one. Come on, thanks, Belmont. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a different time. The virus slap wasn't invented yet. No, uh, virus slap was around a lot. <laughs> Trust me. I owned one. Uh, but yeah, that video is going to go up for my thirst trap throwback Thursday holiday edition on, uh, on Thursday on, on my Instagram page. So, uh, yeah, that's my, uh, pod damn it. That dude from Darien Lake from back in 2016. That's a good one. He's probably still there. Yeah. Just and fucking also, crushing Buffalo Wings and watching the Bills play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's definitely a Bills fan. Or Jets fan. Or Jets fan. He could oh. be just throwing his throwing his uh wing his bones from his wings at the TV after after the Jets gave up that touchdown. Yeah. Um, Rob, quickly, uh, do you have a local crew guy story as well? That's that's on par with that. That just kind of gave you I, attitude. I just I have so many instances and I, I try not to be uh short with these people. We have a, we have a limited amount of time. We're together. And I try to be very like, this is what I need you to do. Don't do anything. Stand right here. Cause a lot of times, like when we get done, as soon as the last note rings out, there's like 50 little tiny things I need to take care of before I start handing drums to people. Yeah. Because I'm doing keys and drums, kind of collecting a lot of stuff and man, nothing gets me more irked Cause normally we don't, I don't, I won't get stage hands right away. So it gives me enough time to get the little stuff done. But man, when I get a couple guys, especially if I see the guys that came back for load in and I'm just like, Oh crap, this is the guy that wants to, Oh, I got a Pearl export kit that I got in 1981, you know? And I'm just like, I don't. There's always one. Is, yeah. that, is that double kick? You play double kick? So I got yeah, three Chinas on my drum I, I've set. Just, I think, I think the times that I've gotten most frustrated, I think we can all agree. If you ever go to like Reno or Laughlin, you always get the real, mm-hmm. Oh man, just yeah. like the methadone crew. They're just not, <laughs> you know, that's frustrating on its own. But like, it's mostly the ones that, the guys that have been doing it for a while, I think they know everything that just, yeah. or they want drumsticks or they want this or blah, blah, blah. Oh, you know, can I get a sign drum head? I'm just like, that just kind of gets the hackles up. It's like, man, I'm trying to do my job. You're trying to do your job. I'm trying to be cool. You know, let's, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because we don't have a drum tech for me and Michael's crew. So I am my own drum tech, which Joey, you're the same way. Gee, I wish you wouldn't have outed me. Oh, sorry. On public, oh, uh, sorry, public Mr. podcast. Oh, dude, I'm really sorry. Oh, we haven't been on TV in a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, like I always get the crew guy that's very disappointed because I don't let 
crew guys help me shut up or tear down my kit because, oh my, yeah. oh, because like yes. everything goes in a, in, in like a certain way. So I yeah, can, like, I can help you. I, I, I know I play drums. No problem, man. I, I yeah. got it. But at the end, I can, I can hand you drums and you can put them away. But I, can, la- I can help. The last time I just absolutely went ape cakes on a dude was actually, I think it was. Was it Darien in- Lake? <laughs> no, no, no. I think back, I think it was back in Canada. We were there. Dude jumped up and just started taking stuff off of Ben's rack. Just started like taking. Oh yeah. On, you know, cause that, with his rack. Does that's it. happened to me too. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I can't remember what the exact words were, but I was like, <laughs> did I effing tell you to tell? I mean, I just, I just launched into this dude. He was like, whoa, 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 whoa man. I'm a drummer too. And I'm like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Fucking Albert Einstein. <laughs> yeah. I'm paying Simon Says here. What did too. I just say? I said, right. stand here and wait till I tell you I need you. Just don't go anywhere. And yeah. he immediately just jumped on the risers. To, oh God, that just- Simon didn't say grab that snare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because- that's what I, and that, in some places, that's what I say. I'm like, I know you guys do this, you know, a couple times a week, but- this is how we're going to do it. I'm Simon. Yeah. Simon says, if I need, if Simon says stand there for seven minutes and pick your nose, then that's what you're going to do. Yeah. And when I need you, then it's go time. And, and that's just, oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Because but I miss it so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause I, I always have to so say, much. man, dude, dude, like I know that like you want to help, but you know, like I can tear this down in about seven to 10 minutes. But if I let you help tear this down. Then tomorrow at our next show, it's going to take me like an extra 30 minutes to put everything back right. together. So yeah. Man. The next stage hand I'm going to scream at, I'm going to give him a huge hug and then like a $25 Amazon gift card. I'm like already planned it. Just to, just, <laughs> yeah. to, just a smacker on the lips. On, I'm yeah. going to work on my diet and my dialogue, what I'm going to say, you know, what level of affect of anger I'm going to get up to. And then I'm like, Hey man, just want to let you know. Thanks. That meant a lot. Sorry about that. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up this podcast. You can follow us at one more pass on Instagram at one more pass on Twitter. Send us an email, please. One more pass pod at gmail.com. That is again, one more pass pod at gmail.com. I felt like I was giving my phone number for a voicemail for a doctor's office or something right there. Yeah, guys. Yeah. Do you have anything to say to our pass receivers, Joey? Happy holidays. Excited about our having Willie on the show next week. Yeah. Yeah. Keep wearing your mask. And Drew Locke, please show us whether you are the guy or not in these, <laughs> this next four weeks. Rob, which Drew Locke do you want to see? I'd like to to see him play well and be the answer. Okay. Rob, do you have anything to say? Just be cool. Don't be an asshole. Be kind to people. It's the holidays. Uh, everyone's struggling. Be nice. And for God's sakes, don't play Candy Crush in the middle of a fucking parking lot when people are trying to get inside and buy fresh herbs and get home. <laughs> please, just... Have some awareness. All right, Peace we got on Earth. <laughs> All right, we got Willie Donick next week. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>